Hello, welcome to the Spilling the Tea <laughs> podcast. Um, I am uh, your host, but not your star, uh, Gabriel Perez. Put on your sunglasses, it's too bright. It's too bright. <laughs> My Listen to her, she's the star, she's on. Um, and that's, that is my mom, uh, Tina Paul. And uh, we call this the Spilling the Tea podcast um, because it's it's a way for me to collect her stories of of her life, um, and she's she's known as Tina, but also T. And we do all of this while drinking different teas. <laughs> it's it's such a lovely lovely thing. <laughs> um, this week. We're we're drinking Margaret's tea. Margaret's hope. Margaret's hope. It's a. D- d- I don't know how to pronounce it. Darjeeling. Dar- Darjeeling. Yes, <laughs> one of those. I only know it from the movie, The Darjeeling Limited. I never saw. Oh. Wes Anderson directed it. Uh, same same as the Grand Buda- Budapest Hotel. Oh. Oh. Okay. It, it's like okay. the same movie, but not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I remember it now. Okay. Anyway, this isn't a movie podcast. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so this is another one that I got from the English tea store. And um, I picked it today because Margaret is my mother's name. Right. And she was also called Peggy or Maggie, depending on whom. But it's also like a ghost story because I'm not going to read the whole thing. A ghost story. It's good. But... um, the guy in the 1930s, this guy named Mr. Bagden, owned owned a, an estate, and he had a tea garden. And he had two daughters. The youngest daughter loved the tea garden, and uh, she wanted to visit it as oh, much as she could. love the tea garden? But then they went someplace, and on the ship back, she got very ill, and she died. Died. Oh no! Yes. What a so, tragedy. Mr. Bagden. Mr. Bagden with his tea garden. He named the tea garden Margaret's. Oh, because the the daughter was named Margaret. Well, she did love it so. <laughs> she did. She she liked it. <laughs> <laughs> she liked the tea. There were sprites there. So, so he named it Margaret's Hope. Oh. The garden, and. Um, it says... I feel like... Bone, okay, that's a terrible um, that thing. That was in her memory, and um, um, it is believed that she visits the estate bungalow Ooh. from the western side, coming through the main guest room and leaving from the study through the veranda to the tennis courts so that her ghost is seen there's the tea garden and then she <sighs> she floats, she floats through. through I love ghost stories ghost stories are lo- wonderful yeah we have ghost stories we do have ghost stories <laughs> not today that'll not, be another one yeah closer to well I mean phew, it's already the 18th I didn't pay my, my real estate bill oh no I gotta do that it's four days late. Whoops. Still accept it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I was thinking, I mean, I, <laughs> last time, I, 
I went, I, I didn't, I, I haven't listened to it because it's something, you have to do it through Apple, I don't have Apple or whatever, okay. however that Yeah, is. I'll, I'll figure it out so that this is on but I went, more things. After you left, I went, talk about Ramblin' Rose. I don't know where, what, I, that was like a stream of consciousness. Uh, I mean, talking. this is, this one's doing much better, cl- clearly. Also, I think it was very dark. Mm-hmm. I, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, uh, my family was was strange, and we had a, a strange upbringing, but and some really bad things. But it was always hilarious at the same time. So, if anybody listened last week, yes, things were bad, but we, I also had a blast growing up. But you know what's another thing I realized that we didn't do? Okay. <laughs> See, I'm chatting. Um, you said today my nickname was T, and I thought maybe it would be good to clarify yeah. nicknames that, okay, my real name is Christina. Right. My Oh, that was a fight between my Lithuanian grandmother and my mother over what to name me. Oh, no, serious fight. No, I didn't know this. Because my mother wanted me, she wanted to name me Tina Marie, because I think there was like an actress. Tina Marie. Tina Marie. And my grandmother, I mean, no! You know, it was, she wanted me, I think she wanted me to be named Petronella after her. Well, that's a bit. <laughs> and then there was a toss-up of of putting out Martha, or maybe they wanted I don't Martha. know, but it was a real fight. So my mother compromised and named me Christina. But what would happen? But she knew she could call me Tina that way. So, and then when I was confirmed, I took Marie as my confirmation name. So you could be... So I could, in some way, be Tina Marie. Tina Marie. Um, but the, uh, the thing about my point of view about Christina is that everyone would call me Christine, which I hated. And they changed the oh, A yeah. to an E. Or they'd call me Chris or Chrissy and stuff like that. I've so, done those things to upset you. <laughs> oh, oh, it just rank, the, it rankles it. me. It, if you want to get under my skin, just say Chrissy or Christy. So, growing up I was Tina, but my father never called me Tina. He had nicknames for everybody. It's like my oldest brother Bobby was Pinhead. Pinhead. My brother John <coughs> was Loverboy. My brother David was Davy Crockett. Okay. That's... My sister was Cookie. True. And I was Cupcake. But no one else got this. He also had a lot of other nicknames for me because I get I was the last child. By the way, being last born doesn't mean you're spoiled. It I I got the brunt of everything and it was kind of a it was kind of a 
be seen but not heard situation. So I became a real observer, which actually I think helped a lot with theater to observe and to listen. Sure. You know, anyway, his name's for me because I was tiny and skinny winny. (laughs) Shrimpy. Shrimpy. Midget. (coughs) But because apparently I used to they would change my diaper and then I'd gleefully pee right away again. <laughs> he started calling me Peapot. Little Peepee. Little Peepee. This is in front of people until I was 14 years old. That's long. Peefastry. <laughs> caca. <laughs> little Caca. So um, it was. So not just Caca. No. It was. And there were. There were variations, which I can't think of right now, but in front of people, I mean, that's the equivalent of saying, come here, you little shit. Yeah, no, basically, though. (laughs) You urine factory. (laughs) A a full factory, no no less, not just... (laughs) No, because... <laughs> not just like a spigot or or a no, not you know an not, offshoot. It, but it's like you know not a hydrant. It's the factory. You're the full pea factory. Um, and then you know it's funny <laughs> because then my friends actually would call me T T T Tina. The only person who called me Christy. Oh. <laughs> And I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Is I had a world history teacher. This was freshman year. He was actually an excellent teacher. He was, but he's kind of wild. He was, he was like, um, his hands were like Louis Black. Is is it Louis Black that does the rants? Yeah. That's the way he taught history. He was, fa- I mean, he was a really, really good teacher, but... Sounds fascinating, yeah. I would ask him, but, could you call me Tina? And he said, no, because that sounds like a dance hall girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, it's funny because it's like, well, it kind of ended up that way. I mean, you know, this cheap little dancer. <laughs> but I couldn't say anything about he'd lower my grade. I couldn't, like, insist or not answer. I was also his favorite. Because I was smart. I mean, that's good. And I, I and I thought he was a great teacher. You know why, too, though? See, I'm rambling. No, it's not rambling. It's because everyone else in my family had gone to Catholic schools. Okay. Either the nuns or the brothers. Yeah. Jesuits, you know, stuff like that. I, for, for... Not for grammar school. We all went to public grammar school. But anyway, I digress. Um, for high school, I was the only one who went to public school. And this world, Mr. McCormick, I think his name was McKillen McCormick, something like that. He taught not only like, okay, you know, the Battle of Hastings, I mean, history, but he taught the philosophy the political philosophies that were in each country at the time. So he made it become alive, and he also then opened up, oh, I know 
exactly what communism is as opposed to socialism, as opposed to a theocracy, as opposed to blah, 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 blah. And I would go home all excited and want to talk about it. And I realized Hmm. that my very smart older brothers and sister, who were getting a great education, they were not being taught like about communism or socialism because this was in... Um, the 60s, you know, Cold War, blah, blah. That's evil. Those are evil regimes. But I was like, but you got to learn about them. Yeah. If you learn about them, then you can understand why they work, in what ways they work, why they came about, why the demise, why this, why that. Anyway, so he was the only one who called me. Christy, okay, that's enough of nicknames. I think that's it. But oh, that's, those are some great nicknames, and and oh, oh! But even a date would come pick me up, and he'd say, "Be home by nine o'clock, you little peepee," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, uh, there's no way not to hear that. So, <laughs> hey, little caca, don't you do anything bad? Oh, it was just awful. So, so, so I did ask him when I was about fourteen, fifteen. I just, I, you know mortified. I said, please don't call me that anymore. Um, you call me cupcake. You can you can go to the cupcake, you can go to the shrimpy, you can go to the midget, you know, whatever yeah. that yeah, well, but I mean nowadays you wouldn't call somebody midget. No, but but, <laughs> but back then it, you know, it was just you are a small, diminutive, <laughs> skinny person. Um, we don't mean to offend any any no people, any little people. No, I know. You know, actually, through this whole thing, if I say something, oh no, just don't worry. It about is it. the time period. I will. I will always try to to edit or or to explain. But <laughs> I never use that language anyway. Yeah, I never use the the. Oh. Anyway, okay, <laughs> I talked about that last time. It was disgusting. Anyway, um, he then got mad that I requested to not be called bathroom functions anymore. Yeah, yeah. He got mad, so it was always Tina. Oh. He went out of his way to, take to away let me know... He took away all of it. Every once in a while, I'd get a shrimpy when I got when I was older. He, he every once in a while, a shrimpy was when he was being affectionate. You know, when he was being nice, go oh, little shrimpy. Yeah. But uh, Tina, like like, it was hard for him to form the word. Mm. Okay, not going there. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Um, okay. Uh, well, you you brought up that uh, we we perhaps didn't touch enough on a different thing. Um, at the very beginning, just now, earlier, m- moments ago, it was it was about the nicknames, and that there was something. Uh. And I told you about the history teacher. You told me about the history um, teacher. Um, oh, I, another nickname. Which oh, this sure. isn't. No, when I when I lived in France, I was known as Titine. Oh, the best. That is a cool one. You know, I mean, just 
Titin. It, it just, I loved it. I, that, but you can't, you can't do that over here. Like when I came home, I couldn't tell my friends, you must now call me Titin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Tay. I mean, you could be that person and then go, oh, they called me Titin over there. Oh, that's... you know, that's obnoxious. <laughs> no, it also is, there's a difference between what other people choose as your nickname as opposed to you thinking up one of and course. demanding that other people use it. Yeah. You know, that that seems very false to me. Um, it's like another nickname I had, my oldest brother, Bobby. He's always called me Uncle Beady. Why, I don't know. <laughs> He doesn't even know, right? No, I don't know where he got it, and I'll call him Uncle Bobby sometimes, but he's not, no, no incest, you know. No. He's not, but I don't know, but when somebody gives you it, I think I have to sneeze. He is no. my Uncle Bobby. Yes. Is what I will fill in while But, I mean, you, we're supposed to call I him Robert. Didn't. When When he uh. became a lawyer... All right, he went to Boston College for undergrad. Then he went to New York University for um, his master's in law. Then he went to Harvard for to get his um, law degree. I think, I think maybe when it, when he was at Harvard. Anyway, when it was it was, you know, getting out there and networking and schmoozing and all of that. He asked that we no longer call him Bobby. That, <coughs> hey, I passed this nickname <coughs> to you. Yeah. You caught it. I caught one. I added one of my own. Yay. Um, <sighs> Excuse me. So that it, we're supposed to call him Robert. I do sometimes, but I usually, I, like a, a yeah. little needle, I call him Bobby. I've never called him Robert. <laughs> Not once. Wait, well, uh, he's Uncle Bobby. Yeah, he's Uncle Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. The same with Maureen. Maureen was Cookie. Right. And, I mean, you know, there are a lot. You, I know a lot of people through their whole lives. It's an endearing thing. You know, you're Cookie. You're Aunt Cookie. You're this, you know. Even like um, Jimmy Kimmel, his aunt, the real caustic one, uh. that's Aunt Cookie, I believe. But she, when, again, being a doctor, it's like... Maureen, she, not, not Jimmy yeah, Kimmel's. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, no, 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 Jimmy Kimmel's son. She's a, she's, she loves the casinos. I adore her. She makes me laugh. Um, anyway, um, we couldn't call Cookie, Cookie anymore. She asked that we call her Maureen. And for some reason, I do that. I never, I, I honored that to this day. Anyway, okay. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, that, that makes sense. I'm, I'm upgrading to Gabriel from Gabe. But I, I would never ask, like, family to not call me Gabe. 
Yeah, but that's not like a nickname nickname. I've never had a... Yeah, I was going to ask you, Did at, at school, did anybody ever give you... No, I've never had any... I've been known as, like, Lil Joe. I've been known as Tape Fingers. I've been known as Grapefruit Mike. I've been known <laughs> as the Double Knee Kid. I've been known as Nose. Nose? Just Nose. Why? Because I got a sniffer. You don't have a big nose. Not a big nose. I you didn't have say a, a lovely shape. It's a nose. oh, it's a very Roman it reminds nose, me a little bit. the The profile reminds me of my father's nose a little bit. I can see it. Yeah, you have a strong oh. face. <laughs> um, no, I've never had any. I've never had any nicknames. I've always wanted to be the guy that gives out the nicknames. The one that, like, doesn't use anybody's actual name somehow. Yeah. And just goes, hey, I'm gonna call you Blue Eyes. Because you're Blue Eyes. Yeah. And then it just somehow sticks and becomes a nickname. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never met one of those people or been that person, so. No. We all had, we had nicknames. Maybe it's more of, it was more of a 50s thing. You know, Maybe. Maybe. 1940s, 1950s, you know, given the nicknames. Um, more so than, than, I mean, obviously, you weren't born to the 90s, but, like, even in the 70s. Yeah, but stuff, I, I don't know the nicknames. I even was in a situation with, um, with a person whose name was Rush, not their real name, and Blue, not her real name. And they were giving me my street nickname, and oh, that's true. Street, street. Yeah, names. that's the, true. The street name, so that you're not using your real name. And, and and the one that they gave me was Gabby, and it's like that's <laughs> that's my name. You can't just. That's not. It doesn't work like that. I mean, not that I. No, it's true. You I know, thought I was just, like joining be, joining in on their activities and and whatnot. It has to be like topaz or something. You know, some something that yeah is different. Yeah, fuego. <laughs> anyway, well, so. I know that you wanted to talk more about your mom as opposed to. Like it, it went down a lot about your dad, or or the things that you and your brothers and sisters got up to. Uh, at the end of last week, you teased about the insane asylum. Uh, we can go forward you know, with dance, and and right now we've kind of left you in Marseille, and and that's as far as we've gotten. About, well, how about my again? My brain is goes. Somebody once told me that my brain works so much faster than my mouth, it's hard for people to keep up with with what comes out. Um, no, so focus, focus. How about... Uh, all right, you pick. Okay. I can tell you about my mom, or I can tell you about what it was like with the five of us Growing up, because we were like a, we were our own gang. What it was like to grow up in the fifties with, for us personally. That that sounds fun because we touched on on your mom's son. Um, so let's. If we go with my mom, I'm going to go off into the whole Irish side a lot. So why don't we? Why don't we do? Let's, let's start with with the, the kids, the clan. Okay. okay so. 
we are within, I think I said before, we're within a 10-year uh, span. Yeah. My oldest brother is 10 years older than me. Um, and that's Bobby. That's Bobby. So, um, I'm not going to give the name of the street, but we grew up in a suburban thing off off Burn Coast Coat Street in Worcester. And it was a house that had, I mean... When I was a kid, I thought it was huge, nope, you know, as you, you always, always do. do. And, uh, you know, like when I go by it now, I go, ah, it's a regular, you know, regular it's house. It's a ranch. But it did. Or is no, it two-story? Two-story with a fabulous, scary attic that had, like, the nooks and crannies that you could hide in. And, of Ooh. course, we thought we, there were ghosts and stuff. But it was, um, it was... It, it was one of those great 50s kitchens, Eden, and there was a swinging door that Ooh. went into the dining room. And then there was a little bathroom, which that little bathroom is where the housekeeper's husband would masturbate in front of Maureen and me. Uh, and he'd gross. say he was making milk Ew. as a magic act. We I thought imagine. it was fabulous. <laughs> no, yeah. we didn't know. I was only four or five years old. She's well, I, five, six. We didn't... He'd say, come here, come in. In this little bathroom, a little half bath. And he'd say, it's the magic show. I'm going to make oh. magic. And, he, and he'd say, like, okay, you know how you rub a lamp and the genie comes out <laughs> your face. It's, 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 not, it's so disgusting. It's, it's, it's like I'm tasting a lemon for the first time. <laughs> so he would, you know, rub the magic lamp and make milk. And this happened quite often. I mean, now it's like people would go, that's abuse. You know, quite we didn't often. know. What did we know? You know, oh, this is, this know. is 1955, you know, nobody knew anything. So, <coughs> the thing is, is we thought, we never told our parents much of anything. Again, it was truly, you are the five kids, you go out, you do your stuff, you come back when the streetlights are on. You right. Know, that was, but Maureen and I... <laughs> thought it was so magical we told my mother and father oh no do you want to see the magic act i won't say his name but when he comes over he you know and we described the magic show in this little bathroom oh my god oh my god the to say Steam came out of my father's ears. Yeah. I, I, now, you know, he was always kind of scary. I mean, no, even when, even back then, when he, he was, he did, we had a lot of fun together. He did a lot of fun things (laughs) with the family. But we, all of us were always a little terrified of him. Yeah. To see him that angry and my mother, like, Not only angry, but it looked like she was going to faint. Dispossessed, yeah. Maureen and I went, we've done something wrong by telling. Oh, no. You know, he had, this man, had never said, I I think he said to us, this is our magic show. He must have. 
But, you know, it was, again, it was so exciting we had to tell. <coughs> we should have charged admission, you know. <laughs> so, Must have been good at it. But okay. it was, it, what, what was awful is that, rightfully so, my parents were so angry. Oh, yeah. Not only was it that he was banned from the house. You know, you didn't go to the police about this stuff back no. then. I mean, but they fired the housekeeper, who we adored. I, it 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 was <laughs> so. It was you know again from more from the point of view of Maureen and me, it was like, oh my God, if you tell. The conse- the consequences, c- can domino. Sure. Out of your con- out of your control, and you can hurt people by telling, telling the truth. The truth. Huh. So it was real. Anyway, so wild. On this, um, let me see, living room, and then it was no the upstairs. You'd go upstairs. Wait, there was a landing where we always had we had rubber band fights, top and bottom. <laughs> We'd break into teams, and you know the, you'd shoot. You'd load up the rubber band on your finger. Yeah. And when I, when I was little and too young to be one of the shooters, <laughs> this is what slayed me. <laughs> I'd be, I don't know what you call what you call but I would be the one who would have to scurry into, scurry out, into, right in the range of fire <laughs> and retrieve the used rubber bands to bring them back to your team. So it was like, I would be like, ow, ow, because they wouldn't shoot at me, but you couldn't help. So, you know, it's like being a little gorilla on on my... the little marine with like little elbows, you know, going out into the minefield. It was kind of like that, and getting the rubber bands. Anyway, so that was that. Then you go upstairs at the top of the stairs. <laughs> My mother was very staunch Catholic, so there was a prie prie which is one of those kneeling benches. Okay. Prayer a prayer bench. It was. It was. <laughs> That you, yes. know, you could put your elbows on it, and it was it had a little yeah. pad for your knees. Like the back of a pew. Yes, except you know this one it was it was yes like the back of a pew. But for one about person, three three feet wide maybe, and on it there was a big statue of the Madonna. Mm. And this is where we would. This was right in the hallway. You know, we'd have, that's where we'd pray. Oh, she probably prayed there a lot more than we did. Then there was my parents' bedroom, and there was, oh, there was a little room that was called the sewing room, and that's where my mother taught me. She was a, here we go, I'm going into my mother, but I want, she was a fabulous seamstress, and I mentioned before she was very creative, and uh, also she had been the executive secretary. So that's where she taught me to type, to music. You know, she'd put on a slow tune, 
and then building up with the tempo of the tunes mm. and stuff like that. And it was so and funny. This would be this would be on a typewriter, not on a oh, oh your black typewriter, the regular mechanical mechanical kind. So you had to get ding. strong fingers. Yes, and return. And you know it's funny though because you, I find <laughs> that with typing, if you made a mistake. You either had to like try to erase it or use whiteout, whiteout but whiteout didn't even come till later, a little bit later from when I started, like when I was four or five years old, typing. It, it was a big deal if yeah. you made a mistake. So I found that unlike today, when you can, you know, it's either auto-corrected for you, or you yeah. can just go back like, you yeah. know, within nanoseconds and fix your spelling. Back then, you had to, one part of your brain had to be very aware of correct spelling, correct grammar, and stuff like that, because it was too hard to redo. Anyway, so there That's was true. that. Makes sense. Then there was, oh, th there was... There was a room for my a bedroom for my for David and John, my two middle brothers, the two older but not the oldest. So that's one bedroom, two bedroom. Then my sister and, and I were in another bedroom, and then Bobby had this little tiny bedroom that was great. It had a porch off of it, whoa, with a sink in it, <laughs> and then one bathroom there. Oh, God, I just had a memory, though. See, I knew stuff was going to happen. My father used to walk from their bedroom all the way down the hall to the bathroom naked <laughs> when he was going to take a shower. And, you know, it was like, I don't think that should... I mean, even little, I, you'd, you'd kind of, like, you wouldn't ever, like... Look, you'd kind of turn away because something didn't feel right Seemed about. Odd. But I got to, you know, I didn't. I I was never one of the people who had never seen a, a Mister Johnson <laughs> <laughs> because my father, you know, was like. Yes. Anyway, okay. great house. Um, <laughs> it was back in the time when. Uh, there would be the milkman. No, not not the bathroom milkman. No, but the guy the, from Hood. The man in the white suit. He'd come with the glass the, with, bottles. Yes, yes, with a little container. And with five kids, we would get a lot, a lot of milk. I can't. Say, I'm not going to be able to say the word milk anymore, <laughs> like <laughs> ever, <laughs> without thinking of that story. Oh Jesus! And you know what was really cool too is um, we had. This is, I don't know if people are finding this interesting, but in years <laughs> to come, it is history. I mean, it's what, there was, we had the rag man. The who, rag man. He had, it was a one horse, he had one horse, and it was a, an open cart, and he, he would ride in a big open cart, and he would, he was a peddler. Sure. But we called him the rag man because he would have all sorts of, you've probably seen pictures, you know, like old pictures of, you know, whether it's pots and pans or, he would pick up junk sure. or use things. And he always had a, 
he always had cloth. And so we'd call, you know, pieces of cloth. And because my mother okay. was such a um, sewer, seamstress, sometimes it would, you know, it's like go out and see if he has a, a red rag or a sure. red piece of cloth or whatever. That was really cool. I mean, that was... You'd hear him coming, you know, hmm. but the horse the full caravan of coming down the street. Um, yeah, the rag man. It's making me smile, though. It's it, it's it's a warm thing. Anyway, so interesting. We were our own clan when I was born. Um, This hurts a little bit um, because I overheard my mother say this. I know that I know that when I was born, my mother took two weeks off and had my aunt Petey take care of me because my mother had to rest. And she had four kids too. Sure. I mean, four yeah. previously, you know, and stuff like that. But the only hurtful thing is that back then on the landlines, you know, you could, if you were really quiet, you could pick up an extension and listen right. to a conversation going on. And I remember picking up the phone when my mother, I'm, not, I'm getting teary yet. Um, I remember picking up the phone when my mother was talking to my Aunt Petey, who didn't have any children because she became barren because she had a literally coat hanger abortion. Oh, Jesus. Um, so she, she became sterile. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, she said, she said to P.T., now I was only like, oh, I was four or five again so much. She said, well, you know that Tina was a surprise. I never wanted her. Mm-hmm. And to hear that as a little kid, I'm getting weepy, to hear that as a little kid, it sticks with you. And also with with being the, uh, be seen but not heard. Yeah. Um, the brunt of many jokes, which were hilarious, you know, and stuff like that. But... It does stick with you of, my God, you were never wanted. So anyway, I did I did find out, Bobby, I, I love my brother Bobby for this, because he, he was 10 years old. Um, he liked me. For some reason, um, he told me that he just, he kind of, he liked me. I was cute. <laughs> Took a liking to you. No, but what he did that is amazing to me is he, he would put me in a carriage and he'd wheel me down to the park. That I think I mentioned where the nuts hung up. But there were also <laughs> baseball fields and there was there were two skating rinks sure. and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, you know, you, we'd all go... You'd go to the park to meet with your friends, you know, and you'd hang out and you'd do, you know, whatever. But he would bring me to with his to be with his friends, and they would make fun of him, and he'd say, "This is my sister. Don't you don't you don't fucking say anything yeah. against her." And I find that that's cool, really 
cool. We have a special bond. Very, maybe oldest, youngest, that type of thing. Anyway, yeah. so, is this boring? No. Um, okay, we'd play... Oh, So, we also had a bunch of neighborhood friends, and we'd play Relievo, you know, and, I mean, it was always... What's Relievo? Re, Relievo was... <clears throat> It's it's kind of like you're you know you're you're outside you have a home base. It's kind of hide and seek, but it's not hide and seek. You'd have to you know you'd have to go and find people and you. But you if you got back to base and hit it and said, "Relievo" or something. I don't remember exactly. Okay. I really don't. But I like remember a capture we, the flag like a yeah that type of thing. But it would go for blocks. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like just in the backyard. No, know? yeah. So we had tons of friends. It, um, we would, like Saturdays, you'd, we'd go to the movies and it was, I mean, typical 1950s, the double feature. Sure. And, but, you know, it was, it was like, it cost a dime and I remember, you know, you'd, we'd get extra money, like, for the candy, but also the bathrooms. What was great about bathrooms. the bathrooms? <laughs> see if this is boring. <laughs> Tell me. This is for people who go. I remember in the fifties this happened. In the bathrooms, in the women's bathrooms, there would be machines <laughs> that <laughs> perfume machines, oh. and it would be like and. You'd, you'd put in the money, I don't know, a nickel or whatever it was. You'd put in the money, and you'd push this button, and psst, <laughs> you would get a spray of the perfume. So you'd, you know, if you were little, you'd have to, like, go on your tiptoes so that psst, it would hit. But it was, like, Tenbu or Chanel number 5 or whatever, whatever perfumes would be thin. But they also had machines... With these little teeny weeny sample lipsticks, oh. and we weren't allowed to to wear lipstick, of course. <laughs> Except my aunt Petey, who didn't have children, she loved Maureen and I, so she would, anytime we'd go over, how she'd paint their nails, and you know, <laughs> we, we could wear lipstick. We could be jazzy oh. when oh, when her she was always drunk too, always, always yes. <laughs> with with a with a highball. Oh, Hilarious. Anyway, so so when we'd go to the movies, we could then buy these little lipsticks. I mean, like that. Uh, sure, pink, little wax you know, and that, that that opalescent pink or white. Put it on, and then we could, you know, we'd have to get it off before we went home. Uh, but the double uh, features were great. I know the first movie I saw in the movie theater. That I remember. I remember seeing Fantasia. But, and I remember seeing Wizard of Oz. Um, and <laughs> this is with my mother. I st- when, when the witch was riding across the sky, you know, uh, surrender, Dorothy. That, yeah. When they they had gotten to the they'd gotten to the Emerald City, I guess. But the, in in the in the poppy field after the poppy field after the poppy after field after the poppy field. Um, when the when the wicked witch wrote wrote a broomstick and wrote in the sky, surrendered Dorothy. I started screaming. I was. Ter- 
terrified my mother had to had to bring me out. But one of the first ones I saw was um, Fall of the House of Usher with um, <coughs> Vincent Price. You know, scary. Ooh. But of course, I get home, and I'm scared. You know, that was that was back then. That yeah. was really scary. That going across the neck, that pendulum, pitting the pendulum too. No, Fall of the House of Usher. Shit, now I can't remember which one. Okay, I'm talking too much. I don't know the classic movies enough to know to, to help her. No, know. Pit and the Pendulum was later. This was Fall of the House of Usher, for sure. And I was, again, only like five, six. Everything happened when I was five, six. My lovely brothers and sisters, what they did when I went to bed. <laughs> of course, we were always scared of the closet door being open and stuff like that. Sure, you know, the I boogeyman mean, was under the bed, in the closets, everywhere. They put this rubber Halloween monster hand under my pillow so that, you know, I'd go to bed, and when I reached, you know, I'd go, go to cuddle up, I shook hands with this <sighs> severed hand. Terrified. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. Yeah. I wanted to tell on them, you know, Mom and Dad, look what they did. But I knew if I told, I wouldn't be able to, you know, that would ruin my freedom of being able to go with my brothers and sisters or then they might get punished. Right. Then they might get mad at me, you know, and that, the domino, you gotta lie. You You gotta gotta keep it to yourself or lie. That's, which is terrible to say, but that's the way... No, no snitching. That's, no, you don't. You don't. You don't. You can't. You you didn't. That just reminded me of. <laughs> no, going to sleep. You know how we talked last time that my father, like, never said I love you. Yes. But I do remember what. This is his showing affection. I'm just thinking because of going to bed. The way that... Did I ever tell you how he'd put us to bed? I don't think so. It wasn't... I think we read our own books because... I don't remember, like, story time. I think my mother was too busy. So I think Maureen and I would read together where my brothers would, you know... Sure. We kind of did... We took care of our own. Yeah. But before sleep, my father would come in... And we'd say, choke me, choke me. Choke me. <laughs> choke me. This was, this. <laughs> See, it sounds <laughs> so wrong. You don't, it you... sounds so wrong. But this was a show of affection. He would take the sheet and blankets and pull them really tight across our throats. <laughs> And hold them really tight so that they were, it was like choking you. And he'd go, he'd, he'd, whoop, 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 he'd pump, whoop, 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 and we would go. So, like, he'd jostle you? Yes, like, and like, so, and we would go, you'd go, uh, but, but the jostling uh, across your trachea, it would be, <laughs> and then he'd hold it, look at what I'm doing right now, he'd hold it really tight. <laughs> And then he'd he'd let go, but hold it tight across with your throat with one hand, and he would pinch, 
the end of your nose really hard. What? I'm doing it for you. Yeah, if you can describe I, it, I, I, pinch I your nostril. Pinch, pinch. And then we'll say, choke me again. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bed would bounce. <laughs> and then pinch, 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 pinch. That was our going to bed. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious and <laughs> it showed that he loved us <laughs> that's what I saw in everything that I just witnessed anyway um okay so I think you've I think there was a time when I was little that you showed me a surrogate version of that where you used your hands, not not the sheets around my neck, to to tighten but it, just, but uh, just just like put. I think you more grabbed like my shoulders and had your hands very lightly around my throat. Well, it's a horrible thing to do. It's not. It is. You know. It is. You don't mock choke your child. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It, it's a little fun to be throttled as long as you're not getting hurt to just get. Bounced on it the bed. Is and, uh, no, it yeah. is. It is. It is. Where that came from, I don't deep, know. Deep desires of his. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it was a really cool. It was a. It was a really cool fifties upbringing. We would walk. We were about five, six blocks from the grammar school. We'd walk to school, even, I mean, I'd walk home alone, six, seven years old, you know. Um, oh, this is when, because I was the youngest, I remember each morning um, while the everyone was getting ready for school, my job was to make sandwiches for everyone. I was tiny. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was <laughs> four years old because I, I was not yet in kindergarten. I was four years old, and I would put out the breads. I'd line them up five, you know, ten pieces of ten bread. Ten pieces of bread. And then I'd put the, I'd make their sandwiches. They'd tell me what they want. Because we, we didn't say sandwiches. It was a sandwich. Oh, sandwich. you, you got to put the M. Sandwich. I'd make the sandwiches, and that was my job. I was like a servant. Um, Turkey and ham and... Roast oh, beef, God. and or, or De- we're talking I like mean, head cheese and I, I, all kinds of deli meats. Yeah, because I remember my father sometimes on. I guess it was on Saturdays, because Sundays was always fishing day, um, <clears throat> or some sport. So it must have been on Saturdays. My father, I'm not gonna say what he called this area but it was um, a section where there were many Jewish delicatessens and homemade breads oh the pumpkin mm. oh, bread. oh the I mean it was great to go shopping there so he would get all kinds of different deli meats and pastrami and stuff like that that was so yeah those were the sandwiches but you it's know what you know what I would do too with making the sandwiches is we had what we called a playroom. Um, it had a 
regular, it was off the kitchen, and there was beveled, thick beveled glass you could look through to see in, in a door, you know, on the side. But um, it had a full official pool table that you could put a, a thing on, play ping pong and stuff like that. But I mean like a real Sure, like pool I, table. We'd, and also we could change it over and we'd play craps. Wow. We'd to play craps. Ooh. It was, it was, <laughs> so Such that was kids called the playing playroom. craps and getting choked. But... <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I learned poker. I learned card games because that they were betting card games a lot. Not a lot. Not terrible money. Oh no! You know, nickel, nickel, dime, quarter. But back then, nickel, dime. That's think, a lot more then than it is. Yeah, I don't think we did pennies. But uh, anyway, anyway. So while I was, my brother Bobby had. He don't. Our house was one where kids would come over all the time, and my brother Bobby, when he was in high school. So I was. So this is he's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, um, six, seven, eight. But somehow the job of making the sandwiches in the morning stuck, even though I had when <laughs> I went to school. But he had we. He bought. He would have friends over, and they'd move the pool table. I don't know how. I can't remember because it was heavy. Yeah. But that would be moved aside, and they would have dance parties. Oh, whoa. And so we're talking rock and roll. I mean, the flips and the everything. Yeah, full and, swing dance. and Oh, it was, it was fabulous. So what he would have me do, I remember this for his prom. So he was, I was seven or so. We had gotten one of those reel-to-reel tape recorders. Okay. And while I'd make the sandwiches in the morning... I'd have the radio on, you know, the, the I've forgotten, with Cousin Brucey and all of this, the, the rock and roll stations on the radio. And um, I'd time it so that I'd turn the tape recorder on when a song started, and then as it wound down, as I were going to commercial or whatever, it was to turn it off. <laughs> I would make, uh, you know, like three-hour-long, what we call... Not dance tapes, no. Playlists? Playlist. Yeah. But just using Just the from radio. the radio. Just from the radio. And then I remember... He's a like, DJ. I was too... You know, of course, I was too... They didn't want a little kid in there with their dance stuff. <laughs> but I could look through the Belfort glass and see... The, you know, the crinoline skirts going and everything. It was magic. It was magic. It was really cool. Anyway. Do you think that helped inspire any of your love for dance going through things? I, let me put it this way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Let's digest that for a moment. (laughs) What a quote. (laughs) Can I quote you on that, actually? I I think that'll go down. (laughs) Let let me explain. (laughs) I loved... Club dancing, social dancing, you know, the, the rock and roll and, the, and you know, learning the, the, the twist. And I was a 
go, go, disco queen. I mean, and I was good. You know, and we would have these dances that, you know, this is when I was in high school. And I mean, even before they'd have clubs like this one in Worcester that was called the Comic Strip. And and it was for under um, 18, because 18 was the drinking age then. It was a... That used to be such a huge thing. Tween teenage club. Fabulous. You just, you would dance all night. All night. It, it, I mean, not... For for the time it was open. For the time you walked in. Yeah. All different kinds of clubs. You, You just danced and it wasn't about... I mean, yeah, you did the slow dances, of course, with someone that you liked. Whoa. You know, that would be, that was nice. But it really didn't make <laughs> any difference who you danced with. It was, we just, so yes, that, as far as, yes, I was taking the tap and the ballet and the jazz. I liked it, but that wasn't the same. Sure. That wasn't, you know, it. I liked it, but I, I didn't lust for the formal dance stuff. I lusted for the freedom and wild. I just the sweat and the. I'm using my arms. She now. is. They're I, akimbo. Just I, I. Well, you've seen me even like the few times that we go to a club or or yeah. wear a social. Yeah. Been out. It's like. Oh. I can't do that much anymore because I have so many injuries on this old body. But she channels the life of the dance floor through her. It it really happens. I adore it. I, I mean, even like, you know, even like when I had to do the disco, uh, the uh, go go, that dance in the window stuff at the attic in Boston, and the combat zone shit. There was, I could pick what I wanted off the jukebox. Right. Right. So I wasn't, I honestly didn't even think about enticing men and all of this in my bikini and that thing. It was going and, and there was a mirror. I could see myself in a mirror. It was finding new moves and, and just, I love it. When I, oh God, when I lived in France, because I was a disco queen too. They hadn't, they weren't like up to date on all the dances. Okay. Well, (laughs) I, you know, it was ruling the floor. Or like there's, in one apartment I lived, it was Rue Curiole, and there was a gay bar down below at the bottom that my friends from the ballet company would say, come on, let's go, you know. Um... And it wasn't, you know, back then it wasn't, it's like people loved each other more. Yeah. Much more accepting. Yeah. Than, and it didn't make any difference if you, we just, you well, it was to, the 70s. And we just honestly accepted everybody for whatever you wanted to be. It was delightful. And now this is my group so it honestly sure. didn't make any difference I I never even it didn't make any different what difference what color you were what what whatever it was you just didn't 
think about it. You were there to love everyone. But at this gay bar, oh my God. They would, I got to know them. And there were, you know, these gorgeous transvestites and everything too. It was just, it was fabulous. But because it was a it was a gay bar, I didn't I didn't have to worry about um, guys coming on to me. Sure. Yeah. So, and they wanted to learn a lot of like oh the American, the the American who knew all these moves, you know. So I would go up on the bar. I I can still feel it now. The sweat, long blonde hair, and the sweat pouring off. And I take off my shirt. It didn't make any difference that I was top topless, right? Because it wasn't about that. It was muscles, and it was so, I don't know. It just fabulous. Yes. Yeah, so yes, I love disco stuff. So yeah. Um, what else do you want to know? Let's see. Well, are we done? We're 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 getting there. Um, it's it's. Between 50 so, minutes and an fun hour. fun childhood. So. Fun. I mean, it was wild. I'll, you know, there was stories that s- scared the shit out of us, truly. But, again, <laughs> because you couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm writing this story. It's called What Price Freedom? And it's about um, a, a, a rape that happened with... Um, my friend, I won't say your name, my friend and I, when we were 15, by a truck driver, it's a horror story. I mean, it was, it was, it was a horrible time that whole weekend. But my point is, even though there was violence and rape, if we told our parents, we, they would shelter us. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost like over to protect us, it means we you have get to, the punishment. For, well, you have to stay at home or you yeah. have to be, you know, out of protection. You have to be chaperoned. You, you know, and. And you were already so restricted. Well, not then. Not then. That, not this yet. is before. Okay. This is before. No, <laughs> I, was, I was wild. I was. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> But you couldn't tell. We also had lied that I'm staying at your house overnight. Ah. You're staying at our my house overnight. But we're really hitchhiking down to Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, all I'm saying, what price freedom? Um, we're finishing up. That and children, you shouldn't listen to this. Don't take this. You should trust your grown-up people. We didn't, because it could mean that we couldn't hang out with each other anymore. Yeah, or your freedom. Yeah. Your freedom's gone. Children, that's not wise, because we did put ourselves in many dangerous situations. Um, that's what it was. That's what it was. Didn't, didn't tell anybody. Anyway, okay. Hey. Enough. Did you like the tea? Oh, the tea was delicious. Now it says Margaret's it has hope. and it says it has like a currant or a trace of muscatel wine 
feel? Oh, I could, I could... Woody? T- yes, I have that. It's got like a, a woody taste to it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's delightful. It's dry. It's, it's got a nice mouthfeel. I don't know if that's a repeat, um, though. <laughs> well, it, it might not be a repeat. <laughs> but it will remind me to talk about my mother more. Well. Because there's a, there's a good and a bad side. Of like course. with any parent. You know. Anyway. I, I want to say one joke that I had from the beginning about Margaret's Hope, the, the tea. And I think Margaret's Hope was to make it to the other shore. Because Margaret died on a ship. So her hope was to make it through <laughs> the sea voyage. Margaret's hope is the name of the tea, right? Yes. And the name of the... Because she hoped to get back to the garden. Yeah, because she hoped to live, is the joke of it. Yes. Oh, I see. That, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard a great Irish joke today. Oh, great Irish joke. No, not, I'm not going to say it. Because I, I, I'm not good at telling jokes. And you need the Irish accent. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do it, you got to do it in the Irish accent. I know. Good joke, though. Anyway. Okay, okay, thanks, Gabe. Nice seeing you again. Oh, thanks, Mom. Nice seeing you again. (laughs) It's been lovely. You've grown. And I I did. I think I put on a couple (laughs) new inches. And thanks, all of you.